Welcome to the podcast of Revival Life Church, a spirit-filled multicultural church in Boca Raton, Florida. If you would like more information about Revival Life Church or Pastor Carl Thomas, find us on the web at revivallifechurch.org. Hey, we, uh, we're, we're taking the, you know, this coronavirus seriously, uh, but I'm so thankful that we can uh, gather electronically. I thank you. Uh, I'm thankful that, um, uh, as my friend Terry has said so many times, the church has left the building, but God has not left the church. Amen. I'm, I'm so thankful that we can gather together like this. We're, we're, we're in a crazy season. I mean, this, this is a crazy season, but, but the good news is we are not alone in this season. We're not alone. God has not left us. He's not forsaken us. We're not out here on our own trying to figure out how, how to make our way. We actually have a comforter. Holy Spirit has been sent. We have one another. We have spiritual family. We have the living God, Jesus Christ, who's at the right hand of the Father, praying for us right now. And I believe that he is going to be here with us in the midst of our time together, we, we have to remember, <clears throat> we have to remember why we are in this struggle together right now. I know it sounds crazy when you listen to the news and it feels crazy out there, but we have to remember why we're in here. Now, again, we're in our good neighbor message series, and it's no coincidence that God had us start this series right before this came off, right before all this began to happen. God knew. And it's our intention to be good neighbors. It's our intention uh, to be Christ to our communities. Now, <clears throat> follow me for a second here. If you watch the news, they'll make you think that we're all running and hiding because we're scared. We're not scared. I mean, we know uh, that uh, most younger people who get the coronavirus do not get terribly ill. I mean, it's, it's nothing anybody wants, and I'm, and I'm not... Uh, playing it off at all, and I'm not playing it down at all. But we know it mostly afflicts our older friends, our older family, the older saints. That's the people who really suffer from coronavirus. Now, follow me here for a second. We aren't running scared. We're being good neighbors. We're actually sheltering in place, and we're stopping because the older ones among us are worth it. It's, it's worth it to take some time out of our lives to ensure the lives of our neighbors. This is who Jesus told us to be. We don't live for ourselves, but we live for others. This, this is what Jesus Christ demonstrated for us when he died on the cross. Listen, we're not running away and we're not hiding. We're not scared. We're not holding up in our cave we are actually living our lives on purpose. And, and when you have struggles in your life, it's super important that you remember the why. And even more importantly, I want you to know that God is going to help you grow in your struggles. You're not alone. Holy Spirit right now is discipling us in the midst of this really rough time. Now, honoring our elders is the first commandment with promise. As you sanctify this time, and we're saying, listen, we, we are going to do whatever it takes to stop this because God has told us to honor our elders. Time and again throughout the word, he's instructed us to honor our elders. And as we hold away, I want you to remember this in your prayers to God. As we pray against this thing, as we are neighbors with one another, we're doing this on purpose. 
We're doing this so that others can benefit. And, and as I have been uh, fixing my mind on why we're doing this, and as I've been bringing it before the Lord, I've I got to be honest with you. I, I have a strange optimism building on the inside of me. I, I, have a, I have a strange, something in me is growing that says, you know what? I don't think things are going to be as bad as they say. I, I believe it's faith. I, I believe it's faith stirring inside me. I, I think a supernatural faith. Because, you know, naturally I'm a pragmatist. I watch the news. I, I believe scientists. I, I, I want things to, you know, I, I, I want things to be studied and understood. But, man, I just think God is doing something in this season. I, I, had, a, I had a spiritual mother Right after I got saved, when I was at the University of Florida, I moved in uh, with uh, her and uh, spiritual father, uh, Rick and Deanne. And Deanne uh, used to tell me this story. She was a, just a sweet southern lady, and uh, she talked with a pretty strong accent. She was from uh, south of Georgia. And she would say, Carl, my mama always used to say, the victory is yours when the battle is the Lord's. And she said, I would tell my mama all the time, that's not in the Bible. And my mama would say, well, it should be. Well, I'm here to tell you, it should be in the battle. It should be in the Bible because the victory is yours when the battle is the Lord's. The Lord has never lost a battle ever. Now, I don't, I don't deny science. I don't, I don't, I don't have an alternate reality, but I'm hopeful and I feel like God is calling us to be hopeful in this season. I, I, just, I just feel like there's something welling up that says, man, I, I, I'm not going to give myself over to the fear that the world wants me to give myself over to. I've been asking the, the prophetic people in our church, hey, uh, what have you been hearing the Lord say? And I've got to tell you, every single one of them has heard from the Lord. Listen, fear not. Fear not. I, I'm hearing them over and over again that fear and death wants to creep in and it floods your heart. And he's saying, listen, John 14, one says, do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. I, you know, the word says when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord will raise a standard. And in our hearts right now, there, there, there's, a, there, there's something that wants to come and take over our hearts because the enemy has no new tricks. There's nothing new under the sun. He just comes to steal kill and destroy. And it can feel like we're all alone in this struggle. It can feel like, man, we can just feel so closed in. We can, we can feel like the walls are coming in. We can feel like the world is stopping around us. And we have to know that we have a savior who understands what that feels like. We're not alone in this. We have a Savior who knows what it feels like to be persecuted, what it feels like for the world to come against him, what it feels like to be cut off, isolated. We have a Savior who can relate to our troubles. We have a Bible filled with saints who knew what it was like to be in struggle, to be cut off, to, to be persecuted. The Apostle Paul was, was imprisoned. And in the midst of his imprisonment, he, he wrote letters. And as a matter of fact, as we read the New Testament, much of it was written by the Apostle Paul and a significant portion of his writings came while he was in prison. And, and I've been reading and studying the book of Philippians. And Paul, of course, was imprisoned and he's preaching to the church in Philippi. In uh, Philippians chapter 4, uh, he says, he gives them this encouragement. Watch this. 
while Paul is imprisoned by the Romans, he says, be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your heart and minds in Christ Jesus. There it is again. There it is, our hearts that we heard earlier that Jesus was recorded in John. He said, let not your hearts be troubled. These are troubling times. It's crazy. But we cannot let our heart be given over to the times. We can't let our hearts be given over to the season. We, we have to guard it. God is still present in the midst of this crisis. We, we can be concerned without being anxious. There is a peace that God is offering us that goes way beyond what we know and understand. Listen, when you look at the news right now and I look at the news, I've been telling people, if you're not worried, you're not paying attention. There's things to be worried about, specifically our older saints, people who are living paycheck to paycheck right now and can't afford to take off. There, there, there's people who just had enough food to get through last week and now don't have a paycheck for next week. There's, there's reasons to be worried. There's not a reason to be anxious. There's a gift of the Holy Spirit when we put our trust in God, that is faith. Holy Spirit comes like a flood and he gives us peace that doesn't make any sense at all. And this is the peace that we want to go after this morning. This is the peace that we want to share with our neighbors. This is a peace that we want to be carriers of. I want to be a carrier of peace. I don't want to be a carrier of anxiety. I want to be a carrier of the cares of this world. I want to be a carrier of, of the presence of God. Look at this. The promise continues. Verse 8, he says, Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there's any excellence and if anything worthy of praise, here's the important word, dwell on these things. Dwell on these things. Let me be honest with you. <clears throat> I'm a bit of a news junkie. And so I, I like to read the news. And something the Lord has been dealing with me in, in 2020, as I've talked to you about, is uh, just getting off of my electronics. I, as we came into this year, we talked about how we're going to kind of clean up our lives and what we want to do to better our lives. And many of us said, man, we're just going to put the electronics away a little bit. And hey, this is a tremendous time for that. I, I just found myself looking at the news over and over and over again and I got to let you know, I wasn't encouraged after it. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't getting hopeful. There, there's 19 stories about death and calamity, and then one story, you know, hey, somebody survived. And I got to feed myself because the news isn't going to feed me. I have to feed myself on what is good, what is pure, what is honorable. I have to feed myself on these things that God wants me to dwell on. Here, here, here's what I want you to do if you're taking notes. Write this down. Keep reminding ourselves that God is good. We need to keep reminding ourselves that God is good. He's a good God, and he's always been a, a good God. We need to be reminded to meditate on the testimony of who God has been in our lives. We have to meditate on that. We have to tell one another, hey, listen, listen, tell me when I'm talking about this too much. Tell me when it looks like my heart is turning sour. I've had to get alone with Pastor Tracy and say, listen, I'm feeling a little anxious right now. Just remind me. Help me out. And I have to let her know, hey, 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 
We, we, we are in this together. We're not alone. I have an amazing church family. I have an amazing natural family. I have an amazing God. We live in an amazing community. We're going to get through this. This is what I want you to hear. We are going to get through this together. But we want to leave with our heart intact. We want to meditate on who Jesus is. And this may be the only time, this, hear me, this may be the only time in your life that you get to worship Jesus in a pandemic. I pray that it is. But you're never going to pass this way again. The world has never seen anything like this since the Spanish flu in 1917. We may never pass this way again. And I pray that we won't. You may never get to worship God in this storm again. Let's just take our time right now and say, hey, the world is going crazy. But now I stop right now and I want to hear you. I want to hear what you're saying. I want to experience your presence right here. I'm just convicted. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just so convicted at this very moment. The Holy Spirit is just so close and he's waiting for us to turn to him in the midst of our crazies. I mean, I get the crazies, you get the crazies. The world <clears throat> can come in and seem crazy, but Holy Spirit is there. <clears throat> he's waiting to flood in. Watch this. Verse 9. The things you have learned and received and heard and seen in me Practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. Practice these things. This means that we have a role to play in this. It's not just saying the right words or thinking the right thoughts. We have to actually be the hands and feet of Jesus in this season. What does that look like? That looks like not taking more things from the supermarket than you need. That looks like serving your neighbor. That looks like checking on the elderly around you. That means calling mom. And making sure mom's okay, that, 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 that means helping a neighbor out. That, that, that means honoring the civil authorities and not being a problem and, and sheltering when they ask us to shelter. What We're going to make through this together. We're going to make it through this struggle and the world will go back to normal. This will happen. Compassion is never helpless. Compassion is never Stranded. Compassion is never alone. Practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. Man, I don't know about you, but I need more peace than ever. I woke up on my day off on Wednesday and my wife said, hey, we're, we're, going, down to, uh, we're going down to Boca Helping Hands today. And uh, I said, I got to go with you. I had work to do. I've been busy um, doing life, right? It's been a little crazy. And I said, you know what? I need... I need to practice these things. And so my wife and I went down and uh, Corey and Denise and <clears throat> we just went there. And, and, and as we showed up, they didn't know if anybody was going to show up that day. They didn't know because all of their, uh, their, their volunteers are, are elderly. The majority of their volunteers are elderly. And of course, the elderly were asked to shelter in place. And so they've been short on help. And Boca Helping Hands feeds people in the Boca area. They help people get back on their feet. They give groceries. They... And so we just went down there. We made sandwiches. Uh, and then I was able to actually hand out the, the lunch bags to people driving by. And just the, the compassion of the Lord. I felt the compassion of the Lord in that place. And was I worried at times? Yeah. Yeah, but I felt God was near. And, and I really needed that touch. 
I needed that touch this week. I texted a friend of mine and uh, checked on how he was doing, and he texted back. He said, everything is beautiful and wonderful. I said, what? He said, God is so faithful. He said, I love the peace we gain through years of trials. Man, I was convicted when he said that. I was convicted. I said, man, I need to meditate on what God has done in my life. I need to remember the overcoming God who's been faithful to me year after year, trial after trial. This needs to not just be something I quote. This needs to be something I live. I need to live in faith. That's the only way we get this peace. Psalm 46, God gives us an amazing promise. He says, stop striving and know that I am God. I tell you, some of us are going to learn that he's God in this season in a way we never have before. And we're going to learn that he is the God over the chaos. He, he is the God who hovered over the earth when it was without form and void. He was the God who stood in the boat that day and looked at the seas when all the disciples were scared out of their mind. And he, he didn't give them a lecture. He didn't give them theology. He spoke to the sea and said, peace, be still. And I feel like today he's still speaking. He's still saying, peace, be still, and know I am God. And in the midst of this coronavirus, he will be exalted among the nations. He will be exalted in the earth. If things feel crazy right now, I want you to know this. Jesus is very close in times of chaos. If there's nothing else, that we know about Jesus. He's so close to the hurting. He's so close to the fearful. He's so close to the hungry. He's so close to those who are desperate for peace. He's very close to you today. Don't feel hopeless. Don't feel powerless because you're neither hopeless nor powerless. God says, If the people of God call upon God, he will visit us in the day of trouble. Man, if that's not for today, I don't know when it is. The psalmist said, I shall live and not die and declare the glory of the Lord. Man, we need to quote that over ourselves, quote that over our city, quote that over our family, quote that over our friends and our place of business. I know there's many business owners in our house that are being affected right now by the economy. And we just declare, you shall live and not die and declare the glory of the Lord. Look at your bank account. You shall live and not die and declare the glory of the Lord. Look at our relationships. You shall live and not die and declare the glory of the Lord. Even look at our own physical bodies. As the news wants to let us all know that we're all on death's door. I will live and not die and declare The glory of the Lord. Listen, I have two minutes left. Friend, I'm, I'm here with you. I'm believing God for our city. And I hope that you'll pray. I hope that you'll pray with me. Pray with the saints around the world who are praying. You're, you're not alone. You're part of a global prayer movement right now. If you're at Revival Life Church here local, we have, uh, prayer meetings that are happening every night of the week online. Join one 
on our website, revivallife.church. Go to one of our online prayer groups and join it so you can get together. And so you won't be alone. So you can be joined with someone else. If you find yourself stuck and you can't get to the store for provision, or if you're beginning to feel sick and you want someone to pray for you, I want you to text RLC help to 97,000. And we are going to get somebody to help you out. We're going to help meet your need. You're not in this alone. We're here together. Man, I really appreciate you spending your Sunday morning here. And, and I just want to, I want to close out in prayer. I want to close out in faith. I want to, I want to close out knowing that God is with us. And I just want to encourage you one more time. We need to meditate on the testimony of God in our lives. We need to keep reminding ourselves that God is good. We need to keep remembering that Jesus is close in times of chaos. I mean, we love you. God loves you. We're going to make it through this together. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just pray for every person out there today. I pray for us, the global church, and I just ask, Lord, that you would come so strong and you would bring that comfort that you promised Father, that you would pour out your spirit right now, that you would flood with peace, that you would overwhelm the chaos with your goodness and with your love, and you would wash away every spirit of terror, every spirit of anxiety, in Jesus' name. Thanks for joining us. Amen. Amen.